Welcome to Cathode Ray Mission. It's me, Randy Big R Hire, coming to you live from Oklahoma City and joined with me as always live via satellite. Will Sco Bill. Hey Randy, how you doing? I'm I'm peak form, clearly. Hell yeah. Doing doing well. You know why I'm doing well? Because we watched a terrific movie directed by George Miller, Babe 2, Pig in the City. It's actually just called Babe, Pig in the City. But, you know, why not just call it Babe 2, honestly? I mean, yeah, it's got Babe in it, and it's the second movie in the series to come out. Uh, But he is also in the city. He is. Out of the farm, so, you know, this isn't the same Babe that you're used to. I'm excited. This was my choice, clearly. I'm excited to talk about Babe. A long uh, running joke between me and my girlfriend is that like, she doesn't like animal movies and stuff, and she refuses to watch Babe or Babe Pig in the City, even though I believe that they're both very, very good movies. Uh, Will, you said you'd never seen Babe Pig in the City before now, right? Right, yeah. My, my, my first time seeing it, I had seen Babe when it came out, and I, I liked it. I thought it was fine. Uh, and then Babe Pig in the City came out, and I was like, yeah, I could, I could go see that. And I never did. And then I started hearing more and more about how good it was. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you know what? I should uh, make it a point to see Babe Pig in the City. And then never did. So it is now uh, 2021. Um, it has been, you know, over 20 years since this movie has come out, I guess. Uh, and I finally saw it and you know what? I wish I had seen this sooner. It's a really good movie. It's, uh, it was, uh, it was exactly what I needed right now. Yes. Times like they are. Yes. I, I agree with you. This is a movie by George Miller who famously made uh, Mad Max, all the Mad Max movies. Yes. Um, He also is the helmer of the Happy Feet series, which I have seen none of. But I am curious, like, watching this and just, like, being astounded at, like, how high quality this movie was, I was like, Mm -hmm. man, I should definitely, definitely check out the Happy Feet movies. Yeah. But then but aside from those, he's made, I believe, only two other movies that are not franchises he created. And it is Lorenzo's Oil, which I've never seen, and Witches of Eastwick, which is a movie I love, with <laughs> Jack Nicholson as the devil and Susan Sarandon, Cher, and Michelle Pfeiffer as the women he seduces and ultimately that destroy him. I awesome have, movie. That's another movie I haven't seen. I started watching it, I want to say, like two years ago. Uh, my wife requested we watch it, and I was like, hell yeah. And then we just never got around to it. Um, so that, that is, like, we, we just rewatched uh, Fury Road. And every time I watch that movie, I have a good time. Yes. Uh, it is great. It is a great, incredible movie. Um, going into the canon of, of wonderful, perfect action movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought like, there was a precursor to the Canyon Collapse in that movie 
in this movie when he's running through the thing where the dogs are chasing him and everything. Oh, yes. Collapsing behind him. Oh, yes. Very much like what happens in Fury, in the climax of Fury Road. Yeah. I mean, like for a kid's movie to have that like kind of great chase sequence, kind of sh- mm-hmm. like a couple of them, um, it has a lot of action and, and it plays a lot of that for comedy, which I think he kind of did in Fury Road, but it really just shows you what kind of a great, you know, storyteller through action uh, George Miller is. And I should also say he directed uh, the fourth and final story in the uh, Twilight Zone, the movie, the ill-fated Twilight Zone, the movie, uh, which him, if you watch that movie, you can ignore the John Landis one because uh, John Landis is awful. You can ignore the Steven Spielberg one because it's boring. But then you're left with... about old people, right? Yeah. And then you're left with Joe Dante's and George Miller's, which are the are the two on the back end and the two best ones. Is uh, George Miller's the airplane one? Yeah, with John Lithgow. The Grim, the, the Gremlin the on the airplane. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Like it's that's so kind of like the legendary bit from that movie. Anyway. Yeah, and I agree that Joe Dante's, like it's the it's the thing the Simpsons parodied, where it's like yeah. the most dangerous thing is this little boy or whatever. Yep. Like yeah, it's like because he can control things. Yeah, it's, it's uh, like a child. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, both of those very good. Um, and so the, the, the Twilight Zone movie, it's a great action scene. It's like maybe 20 minutes or so, uh, and it's fantastic. And yeah, for, for a kid's movie, there's a lot of good uh, action in this, but there's also a lot of like sincerity in it. Um, oh, my God. I mean, this movie is... The themes that they explore are like, man, if only... Movies made for adults that are very adult could be this mature about right. and like and talk about stuff like this, you know, like when they bring all the animals in and just like that shot of all the animals in the and like the way that the animals are reacting mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like a perfect like representation of like society and like how people view class and how the classes, even the lower classes, look at the homeless population and stuff like that and like this pig who's basically just like Jesus Christ like honestly he's like a saint or something yeah brings them all together I mean yeah it's like a it's a it's a beautiful story and movie I mean I I love and he does the same thing in Babe One but I this one to me is just (coughs) with the combined with all the set design and it's so funny and shit I just I love I love Babe Pig in the City. So the story goes, you know, we, we have Babe, the sheep pig, out mm-hmm. on the farm. And due to, uh, you know, he, he was uh, set to kind of uh, become a thing and kind of go on tour. But due to, um, due to a couple of accidents uh, involving the farmer uh, being injured and taxes owed and medical, bill, uh, medical bills owed, um, they're running out of money on the farm and they're about to lose it. And so the farmer's wife, uh, following a, an ad for a competition with a prize or just an invite to, to do something at an event, yeah, um, takes Babe to the city. Well, um, what it, it's Farmer Hargett was like, no, we're not going to exploit your celebrity. But then they have to, like, ultimately she's like, okay, now we have to exploit your celebrity. Yeah. 
<laughs> and she like digs through the mail and finds this old invitation. She's like, let's go. Yep. Yeah. And so immediately upon entering the city, it's just, you know, they have to uh, find a hotel that accepts animals. There's this one hotel that accepts all the animals uh, and it has to do so secretly. And that is where they stay and they lose uh, track of each other. And um, Babe meets all sorts of new characters in the big city. Um, and Ferdinand from the original movie follows them. Yes. Which is an awesome little yeah, thread. Yes. Uh, and he like hangs out with these like storks or pelicans or whatever they are. Yeah. And like, yeah, good stuff. But um, uh, yeah, the city though that he goes to is this awesome. I mean, these are like some incredible set. I mean, it's all like yeah. the whole like neighborhood is like a set and the inside of the house is a set. But then when he looks out the window, the city is basically all these landmarks. Like mm -hmm. it's like Golden Gate Bridge, Sydney Opera House, Statue of Liberty, like all this stuff, you know, like I think Eiffel Tower, Empire State Building. It's like everything's yeah. smushed into one thing, into the one big city. Jesus statue in Rio was yeah. in, in there too and stuff. And yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like it's just this movie's got awesome style for it's sure. It's very playful. Yeah. It it um and yeah, it's it's an incredibly playful movie and and the colors are fucking great. Uh all the voice acting is is uh, fantastic and um so I think we should get into like some of the more like really I don't know I got choked up in one scene in particular. <laughs> I cried. A, I had tears streaming down my face many Where times. It, this is the scene. Okay, after the big chase and he saves the pit bull from drowning. Yes. Right. And all the other dogs. Which is an amazing like, dramatic scene. Like yeah. you're like, oh no, that people. I mean, because also. It's all animals, and yes, there's shots where they're very clearly puppets, shots where they're real animals, and like very scant, like sometimes where it's CG, but it's all very believable. I mean, you're just kind of like, that dog is going to die, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's like a super emotional, and when the pig jumps in, you're just like... And like yes, nobody's doing yes. anything, and they're all watching it. They're all watching it happening or just leaving, mm -hmm. and... um yeah, and so like despite so it saves this dog that was chasing it, chasing him, the dog uh, thanks him, and kind of becomes his bodyguard or something, and or his enforcer, and so the whole the whole reason why he was being chased is that these chimps were trying to steal some food, mm -hmm. uh, because they had a family to feed, and so they're kind of using Babe as a bait, and so. Uh, they did get a jar of jelly beans, uh, but uh, the dog, as the enforcer, um, is essentially makes, you know, um, Babe, I think, wants to give everyone a jelly bean, mm -hmm. you know, whether they work to get it or not, because everyone deserves it. Yes. And so there's this shot there. They're in the hotel again, and they're showing all the animals, like, waiting in line to get their jelly beans. And you just have that dog saying, like, thank the pig, thank the pig, thank the pig, you know? And I was just like, holy mm -hmm. shit, dude. It's just like, you know, 
he didn't have to give that to you and he's doing it. So say thank you. And yeah, and it's really incredible. Like how moving that was, you know, just this talking pit. Yes. I think all, all of that from him going, cause basically the champs like <laughs> sacrifice, like they basically like, I mean, there's a great part, and this is another brilliant, you know, like, don't... That's one of the things I just want, like, to impart on everybody who, like, doesn't have kids, like me, you know, or you, that, like, is, like, I don't want to watch this movie because it's, like, it's, like, when somebody recommended Frozen to you or something and promised <laughs> the snowman wouldn't be irritating, you know, but it was, like, <laughs> the most irritating thing you've ever seen in your life. Maybe a personal story about my, my own life, but... Um, uh, yeah, this movie is like, okay, when the dog is chasing him, it has like this narration and it comes in, but it's just like babe's life starts flashing before his eyes. And it's like this like quick cut editing and stuff. It's just like, it's next. I mean, is it true? Like you're watching a movie made by like a master, like Mm -hmm. somebody as good as like, it's like when you watch. Um, Scorsese or something. I mean, I'll never forget. This is just a moment that always sticks out in my mind that, like, me and my friend Brian were watching uh, Casino, and there's a part where he takes a picture. Somebody takes a, a photo or something, and it cuts to, like, this side shot of, like, a flashbulb in slow motion, like, going out, like, you know, flashing and shit. And he was just like, Wow. Like, he didn't have to do that, you know, but he did. And, like, thank mm-hmm. God, like, the movie is so much better for that, like, having that little bit in there. It's like, yeah, you're right, you know, like. And so, like, yeah, I think about stuff like that. And, like, I think so, like, yeah, just having that, like, and so Babe's eyes or lives started flashing before his eyes. It's extremely serious. And, like, it would work for a kid, but it worked on me, like, big time, just, like, as a 36-year-old, just the way that they depicted it through editing and stuff. And like, I don't know. And then, yeah, the dog is, he's going to like kill babe. I mean, and it's made pretty clear. Like in the, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Uh, do you, have you read Vern at all? Like the film critic Vern? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, you introduced me to him. And so I've read a little bit of of his stuff. He has a, in his review of this, I wanted to read it before. So I could like have like a quotation, but everybody just go out and read it. He makes like all these. He brings draws parallels between this movie and Fury Road, and he like I think one of the parallels he he draws is between the Pitbull and the War Boy, and mm. it's like in terms of like characters and other characters in this movie where it's like they're bad and like in the beginning they're like against them and doing bad things, but like because they're brought in and accepted into this other side. They like start to see the air of their ways. And ultimately, you know, like, so he, I don't know. I, he, his review is way better than what I just, you know, yeah. tried to say, but like, I think that that's interesting that that's like a theme throughout all of George Miller's movies about like redemption and about like how you can like, even if you've, done bad things like you can still like do good things you know and mm-hmm. stuff and that like 
it's it's awesome. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you're right. I mean, I just think from the I just meant to say like that whole from that whole moment, the movie just kind of like it's already awesome, but it just like takes full flight at that moment, like with the dog and when he saves the dog's life, and then what happens after that? It's just like. God, it's so good, dude. Right, yeah. I fucking, I love, I love this movie. If you couldn't tell, like, <laughs> I'm just a huge fan of this movie. Um, and so, like, you got some other stuff. You got Mickey Rooney in this movie, which yes. I, I was like, wow. And he's playing this, um, this kind of clown character who kidnaps Babe, knowing. <laughs> yes, he did. But uses. Babe as a part of his act where he goes and performs for sick children at a hospital, you know, and it's just like, so, okay, well, how bad is this guy? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, but then he becomes sick. So he's again in the same situation or no, what happens to him? He gets hurt after the show that, that Babe ruins, right? Uh, I mean, it's sort of like, yeah, I mean, they kind of don't explain it. I, I think it's sort of implied that he's like an alcoholic, you know, like he lives very poorly and he's in poor health and old. Like, I think you just kind of like, he has a heart attack or they don't like you hear a thump kind of, Mm. you know, or something or I don't know. And babe like goes down and they're wheeling him out like full on oxygen yeah, on a stretcher and stuff. And then later they're like, she's like on his deathbed, you know? So just like, mm. I mean, they don't, they don't have, they don't ever say that he died. This is how they tell you that she, he died. You know, it's pretty yeah. clear, I think. But, but yeah, yeah, so that, uh, that leaves all these other animals though, kind of, out there, which Babe is like helping despite them kidnapping him and mm-hmm. essentially holding him hostage, which, uh, you know, it, that's also pretty, but it kind of, again, through helping the dog, um, kind of turns into a leader of all these folk, of all these animals. Well, yeah, as the dog makes him the leader, there's all these like homeless strays outside and they're like, can we come inside too? And he's like, yes. And so that's, and then, I mean, yeah. So, but then they all each get one jelly bean and they're basically all like, we're still hungry. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to do about like that. But then that's when, because the whole, the whole time, the neighbor across the canal, because it's like Venice. It's mm. like, I don't even know what you'd Is it like San Francisco meets Venice or something like? A little bit, but it's not even like, that. It's like, yeah, a little bit. It, and I don't mean Venice, California. I mean Venice, yeah, Venice. Italy, like canals as streets and stuff. It's, but like, it's a bunch of different places, but. It is, um, yeah. And it's like, there seems to be some sort of a Parisian element maybe to like, I don't know. Anyway. And then the house next door, I think there's kind of an Asian inspired architecture, like right next door to them. Anyway, the neighbor is like nosy and like, you know, you're not supposed to have animals and stuff. So while this lady is gone with her uncle, Mickey Rooney, uh, the, Oh, it's because (laughs) 
the chimps give birth or whatever, mm-hmm. and Babe sings a song, and all the animals sing. And so she's like, there's animals over there. And she calls yeah. the animal control. And it's crazy. They just like... Like burglars break through the window with their yeah fists they storm that place and they, that like, place and they like yeah and there's that moment where that the, where the orangutan is is holding that fit that goldfish as like man you can't like kill this fish and they're gonna do it like they break the 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 bowl uh-huh. um, I was like holy shit they really drew that out. And there's a part where I'm like, is this too, like, real for a kid? Because <laughs> there's a lot of intense shit in here. Yeah. Um, I think I don't, kids need to see this kind of stuff. I think it's I do, odd. I it's do good too. enough. But it's just like, you know, if you're an adult, you're just like, holy shit. You know, cause yeah. that, that's what I'm feeling when I'm watching it. I'm like, that was heavy, man. That was really, mm-hmm. really fucking intense in this, like, yeah. movie about a talking pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it it is interesting, this movie, that Babe was such a huge hit and it was an Oscar nominee, I want to say. Yeah, for but, Best Picture. Yeah, Best Picture. And so with that, you know, they came and said, do you want to do a sequel? Or, or, you know, they're like, essentially, you can, you can have as much money as you need to do mm-hmm. a sequel. Uh, and so they're like, okay. Um, but I know that the original Babe was based on a book. Did this come from? I think this is straight up from George Miller's brain. Okay. Possibly. He may have co-written it with somebody. I might be wrong about that. Yeah. Cause like, um, because it's based on the characters from, from Babe, but it was written by, uh, George Miller and a few other folks. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, very much him coming up with these, this new story for these, uh, for these characters. I don't know how the hell he did that. Um, <laughs> honestly. And I would and argue that this is better than babe one. I, I, I love, would, yeah. I love babe one too, but I think this is better. Like this is just, God, this movie is so, so and, good. And, and, you think, and you think about a movie where, in a situation where this movie gets made, but with, not with the carefulness of George Miller and not with the budget that it deserves. And you, I, I can picture what that movie looks like. Yes. Um, a lot more daytime shots. Uh, and... Yeah, really not as much happening. Um, it would have been bad. But um, yeah, I mean, even like, okay, here's a movie that it reminded me of that did a horrible job that we also reviewed that was done by a guy who has done great movies, Toys. Oh, yeah. Like the sort of like unreality of mm-hmm. where they, the space they live in and stuff. I mean, that also had. Cool set design, but like to know, like it meant nothing. Right. It had no re, it was just an extremely irritating movie. But this is like incredibly good story. Awesome. I mean, all the, like we, I mentioned earlier that it's like, it's a mixture of puppets, real animals, and 
CGI, very lightly used CGI for like the mouse moving and stuff like that. But yeah. also there's occasionally a shot or two of like an animal walking or doing something. But man, and then the voice, dude, Stephen Wright is one of the main voices mm-hmm. of the champ. And like, I mean, there's just like some good, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I do want to mention there is at the very end of the movie where one of the baby chimps is like hanging from something. It looks really goofy. Uh, <laughs> just that one special effect shot. That's like the one thing I was like, whew. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's just like. Uh, I love yeah. it when there's a few shots when they cut to babe, but it's just like a puppet. It's, yeah. like, it's like, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Adam Goldberg was in this uh, as Fleelick, the dog with the future oh, thing. And that's uh, another awesome moment when he, all like, it's like he, he's sketching basically on this truck after uh, the dogs. Because, oh, that was a crazy moment when the animal control people come in. They're like, what are we going to do with this thing? He just throws the, because, Fleelick is a dog that has wheels and so like he has legs, but he's like in a little wheelchair carriage thing. You know what I'm talking about for the listener. Um, and they just like throw him away like he's yeah. trash. So like we're not even taking him to the pound. It's like, but then he sketches and he wipes out and it cuts to like a a sunny meadow and his little thing is like on the ground and he's like running free and stuff. Yep. And then you hear Babe's voice being like, Fleelick, are you okay? You know, and like it cuts back. I just thought that was so <laughs> beautiful. Like yeah. only only somebody that like can really make a good movie would do something awesome like that. You know, yeah. I don't know. That another person this reminded me of is Terry Gilliam. You know, I think this is on the level of a Terry Gilliam movie or something, you know. Yeah, it's just able to give substance to that cool stuff, mm-hmm. all, all the cool visuals that you see, which mm-hmm. I think, you know, much of what Toys was going for was overshadowed by Robin Williams. He just took up too much uh, space in that yeah. movie. Whereas this one, you don't have, I mean, can you imagine one of the characters being voiced by Robin Williams or the Mickey? It Robin would ruin or, the movie, dude. Yeah. Now that you say that, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> It becomes That's, a Robin Williams movie immediately, and it loses any sort of charm that you have with like kind of the anonymity of of everyone in this. Yeah, um, and letting allowing like all the animals to kind of just carry the movie as they should. Um, that Stephen Wright was the most recognizable voice was for the best, and he's definitely not somebody that's going to overplay his role. You know, he yeah. just kind of he knows that it's the sound of his voice. You know, that's going, that's what they want. And he just right. did a good job. And I love E.G. Daly is the voice of Babe, right? Is it, weren't you saying? Yeah, I got that confused. Christine Cavanaugh is the other one, or is it the other way around? No, E.G. Daly did this one, and Christine okay. Cavanaugh did the other one, the first one, um, which I, I did not know. I thought E.G. Daly did both. Um, so that was, that was a new thing for me. But it is too, uh, Two of the Rugrats mm-hmm. um, doing the voices, and E.G. Daly always, uh, you know her from uh, Pee Wee, the first Pee Wee yeah. movie. She's Dottie, and then she's also 
Um, in Valley, in Girl. Valley Girl. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I mean, I, I love, love E.G. Daly. She's, she's cool. I, we were doing a show at a convention and we were going into the room we were booked in, uh, kind of before it was another thing going on and it was fucking E.G. Daly just sitting there, uh, at, at a panel and it was a fairly, you know, it was, there was quite a few people there, but it wasn't like a big packed, like. Mm-hmm. Superstar room. It was just kind of a normal conference room, and it was cool. She talked a lot about like doing voice acting through the years and and all that shit. Nice. Um, super cool. Yeah. Hell like, yeah. Hers. She's she's just been so like everywhere. Like mm-hmm. you know, you hear her voice all over the place. But, oh, absolutely. She's one of the top. I mean, her, Christine Cavanaugh, probably. Uh, Billy West, mm-hmm. you know, who did, he's like Fry, but also Doug, you know, and yeah. like. <laughs> also uh, Stimpy and. Uh, yes. And then yeah. he took over Ren too when, when John K yeah. let go. Uh, have you gone back and watched Ren and Stimpy uh, recently? No, I, don't, I never liked that show, man. Really? It's, it's I, fucking gross to me. I, I can't. loved I it as like a kid. It. I can't. Do it anymore because John K is a real monster, which yeah. is unfortunate. So, but that show is just nasty, man. I want to be able to enjoy food, like enjoy my life, you know. I, and not I be, loved it. Think though. about like, disgusting things. All there like, was I hate showing those like that, man. those fully rendered like no, plates where I was like, that is I know beautiful. that is incredible. I know people that like that. I hate it though, man. Put that much detail into something so disgusting. It's incredible. Love it. That to me yeah. is just like that, like it's sort of like not the main bully in your life, but like the weird transgressive kid, like who's like clearly has you know, like in uh, Squid and the Whale. Remember in the movie when the kid is jerking off and rubbing his semen all over the lockers? Oh, well, that's that's that that kind of kid that would make that Ren and Stimpy would be like, I don't know. But a lot of my friends love it, including you, clearly. So like, who am I to say? But <laughs> I, I just, I mean, it's like it's not like Crumb or something like that. It's like it's meant to make me fucking want to vomit and never eat food again. You know. Yeah. Like, it makes me want to not live. It's so gross to me. I mean, kids like kids' obsession with like really gross stuff is something I kind of I still appreciate that, that it's like still around. Mm-hmm. Um, kids still love. There's someone who was on our talkie show who showed commercials for like these little. It's a blind box toy that you buy of a little cute character with a soda pop, mm. and you feed it the soda pop. And then it shits or it vomits uh, <laughs> slime. Uh, and it's, it's like a one-time thing, but it's like the whole thing is it, it either shits or it vomits. Um, and it's like for little girls. And it's just this, you know, all the, all the sodas are like, are like shit puns. Hmm. And it's wild. I mean, you can just buy this shit at the, to- the the toy store. So I don't know. I kind of appreciate that 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 like poop shows up in the emoji movie, um, and it's Patrick Stewart. Um, I don't know. <sighs> Fun some. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's certain contexts, you know, of where like 
yes, I can accept things like that. But like, all right, not to get into a huge tangent because I know we need to hit the big roundup soon. But I want to say, I when gross out comedy really hit the scene, I'll say Kingpin is probably like, mm. and then there's something about Mary is like the real like. Now yeah. it's on. That was like represents one of the worst like that's I turned my back hard on comedy at that point in my life you know because all that shit is just so mean and it's fucking gross dude like I don't want to see somebody get sprayed in the face with shit you know I'm not talking about that I'm just talking about like you have someone do this on Run and Stimpy do like a fully rendered you know oil painting showing Ren's eye crust or something yeah, you know, and I it's, mean, like sparkling it's all rich bit. tapestry. That's all part of leading into what happened. I think, uh, I don't know. Whatever. But it's like, uh, but I think I think that the Fairly Brothers should, I think that is a way cheaper version of that. And I don't, I don't okay. like that stuff. I don't. I will agree with you on that. that it is like. It Fairly is, Brothers is below Ren Seppi for sure. Yeah, it is. Um. I know we, we've talked about Freddy Got Fingered before, but it's just... I hate that movie, dude. We watched it, that all together, man. Yeah, it... I don't know, but, like, I watched it, and I keep watching, like, little clips of it, and I'm watching, uh, Tom, like, current Tom Green just kind of, like, people bring it up, and he's like, yeah. And he's, like, clearly, like, beyond it, but... um, I don't know. Like, I see that, and then I see... Like, oh, man, that's a terrible movie. And then you, you talk to people and they're like, oh, but I love Kingpin. And I'm like, that's like that's the same movie to me. Yeah. Like, Kingpin is the meanest one of all, dude. I, I hate that movie, man. Like, to me, to me, Freddy Got Fingered is the unabashed, just pure extract of all that movie. And it was just like, if we're going to make one of these movies, let's just make, mm. you know, just the unsaturated you know, version of it and just like, yeah, this is, you're going to give us how much money for it? Let's do it. And so anytime I watch like something about Mary, I'm like, this is Freddy Got Finger. This is the same fucking movie. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like any of those movies. Yeah. Man. I just, I, I really don't. And I was so, I mean, even though I don't think that like Anchorman is like the pinnacle of comedy, like when that shit started to come onto the scene, it was like, it was a true like breath of fresh air for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dodgeball sort of represents a bridge movie that I liked, but it was still a little bit gross. Yeah. But it was like leaning more into the absurdist improv style that was coming. Not that I'm recommending. I'm not really recommending Dodgeball. I like. I haven't seen it since I was like 20 years old in theaters. Yeah. So don't don't judge me I, on that. But I did watch the last half of of the Goods. The the Jerry. Oh shit, dude! Which is That's like a deep pull. What's the character's name? They like set the character up like Don Reddy. Remember? Yeah, it, but it's just like that was like after Anchorman. They're like, we should just do whatever. We just do whatever we want. And let's get um, Piv in a movie. And it's just like it is not. It is just ridiculous. That's the whole premise. Is like it's not gross. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And I I do kind of appreciate. I can watch that. 
you know. Oh, I, I bet that will age way better than yeah. not another teen movie or something like that, you know. Yeah. Like, in, in my opinion, it will. But, like, the goods is still, that's a pretty dank nug, dude. That, like, <laughs> no way is that movie good. But it's probably one of those movies where, like, literally every role is, like, Ed Helms in, like, a tiny, tiny role, you know, like. Ed Helms like is a main every, character in the movie. Oh, okay. Like oh, okay. But, like. But, like, literally everybody in it is, like, a famous comedian, probably, yeah. you know? Like, I would yeah. imagine. Like, there's, like, nobody that's not recognizable in a movie yeah. like that. It's it's post-Step Brothers, I think. So it's got it's got Catherine Hahn in it, who is now in WandaVision, which I just watched over the weekend. Yeah, I love, man, she's one of the best parts of Step Brothers, which I do. Yeah. I love Step Brothers. Step Brothers she's, like... so funny. She is one of the all the best parts is, like... Adam she's, Scott's wife, who's cheating on him with John C. Riley. She's good in the goods. And then I watched uh, Mrs. Fletcher on HBO, where she's the lead, mm-hmm. and that's a dramatic. Oh, really? She was great in that. And then she's now in Wandavision, and it's just like that woman can like do everything. She's uh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think it's about time that we take a quick break. Yeah, back. we went on a big, big time tangent. Oh, yeah, there we go. At, at the end there, but let's do it. Let's take <laughs> let's a break. with a big roundup. Come on, round it up. I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon master. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver? Is it good to be the dog's dinner? Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle? For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms. We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format. So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of Roundup. Big, that is. It's me, Randy, coming back at you with Will. We're talking Babe, Pig in the City, on a 0 to 5 rating scale. What would you give Babe, Pig in the City, and why, Will? You know, I I really like this. I'm going to watch it again uh, and and pay a little bit more attention to it now that I've kind of seen it uh, through one time. And I think for my first watch, uh, I was very impressed, and I'm going to give this a big four stars for Bay Pig in the City. Heck yeah. The same rating you gave Mafia Massacre Style. <laughs> That's another Massacre movie that surprised Mafia me. Style. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, four stars. Very respectable. Uh, I believe... All right. I love... Babe, I remember seeing it in theaters and being like, I, I liked it a lot, but there was just something kind of like, it wasn't what I was expecting, I guess, because I will, I, I will say this, I'll say it forever, 
Babe and Babe 2 are just like, they're like super intelligent, well-made movies, you know, that are like way, way beyond what you normally get in a kid's movie and stuff like that. And like, so I think that I sensed that as a kid and it was just sort of like off-putting, but we got it. I had it on VHS and I remember just like really unlocking it at home, watching it over and over and stuff. But two, I never, I, I just like, by the time two came out, um, I'm like 12 when babe one comes out. I'm like 14, 15 when this comes out and I am full on watching, trying to watch like all the horror movies I can, uh, gummo doom generation, like that kind of, those kinds of movies getting into Lynch for the first time, you know, like that, that era of my life when I'm starting to be like, no, I'm now I've seen taxi driver and <laughs> I don't watch babe pig in the city because I'm not a baby, you know? So I denied myself babe pig in the city until I was older. And it's a shame because I do think it's even better. And another movie it's talking about a super adult movie that we've covered that the production design was extremely good and it reminded me at times of the baby of McCone. Mm. Like just how intricate it was, like inside the house and stuff with all yeah. the levels and everything and all the city and every, I mean, it was just like truly terrific. So I am going to give George Miller's Babe Pig in the City five stars. I believe it is like a perfect movie. I I love this movie. I think that he's directed three perfect movies: The Road Warrior, aka Mad Max Two, Mad Max Fury Road, and Babe Pig in the City. Like for real, I just think this is a next level excellent movie. So, the big five, five stars star. from Randy. All right. Well, do you have any recommendations <laughs> uh, based on this one? Recommendations based on Babe. You know, a movie that we, and this is good enough to bring up now, too, when we were doing our spoiler alert, Real Steel episode, which maybe hasn't come out at the time this is uh, listening, we were talking about good kids' movies or high-concept kids' movies, and I didn't bring it up just because it it kind of got away from me, and I just like, whatever, but like... And it's not exactly a kid's movie, but it sort of is. Hudsucker Proxy mm, yeah, is a movie that, as a kid, I saw it on HBO. I, of course, didn't see it in theaters because, like, famously, it was, like, a huge failure, you know? Mm. I, I, I don't know. I, it just wasn't—my finger wasn't on the pulse on that until, like, Fargo, I think, is the first time I kind of realized who they were. Maybe— it was around the same time, maybe this was playing on HBO when Fargo was like new, you know, like in video or something. Um, and the, it's an incredible, the production design is so awesome. It is sort of, it has like suicide happen, like, and it's sort of comedic and stuff. Yeah. But I do kind of believe it is the Coen Brothers, like, kids movie or like family movie in a way, you know? Even like one of the, catchphrases of the movie is you know for kids because it's yeah. all about the invention of the hula hoop it's just like a great i don't know that's the movie that i thought of watching this and real steel that i was just like man hudsucker proxy is a great movie and i think yeah babe one also watch all the mad max movie. even though i left out thunderdome 
and Mad Max 1 as masterpieces. Those are still high rated movies. Yeah. I like all of those movies like a lot. So, but check out, just check this out. It's on HBO Max. Watch both of them. Hell yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm going to recommend, this is a completely different tone, but it's another Talking Animals uh, movie that really has um, an emotional impact when you watch it, and that is The Plague Dogs. Uh, mm. It's an animated film, and it's a follow-up to Watership Down. Um, uh, a lot of the same team uh, worked on that movie. And I believe it was from a source from the same writer. I might be wrong on that. But uh, that is one that I, I really like watching. It's about two dogs that escape a medical facility. They're being used uh, for uh, experiments and then are then the subject of a large manhunt uh, from people trying to get them back. So a uh, very good movie. Uh, not for kids, I will say, even though mm. it's animated. So just be aware of it being kind of heavy if you do go into it. So mm. uh, the plague dogs. I think I had another one, but I forgot what it was. That was the big one. Uh, for my recommendation, but you know, I mean, I also would just recommend like if you like Wizard of Oz, you'll like this. I mean, this is on yeah. on that level for me. Yeah, it's just like it's a it's an all timer, the Iron Giant. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to. Yeah, like, this is a very good movie. Cool. All right. Well, that that about uh, wraps it up for this week, I believe. Uh, do you got anything uh, you want to plug or promote going on? There? Um. I do this cool podcast with my good buddy Will called Cathode Ray Mission. Oh, also, there was one person, because Will, all right, we said if you rate us or whatever, we'll shout you out. Well, Jay Scagnetti, thank you for your rating. <laughs> Bedtime Champ, thank you for your rating. C Moose, thank you for your rating. Spam Girl, Fangirl, thank you for rating our show. And I encourage... Other people to do that if you want to. That'd Hell yeah. be good for us, I believe. Yeah, please. Uh, the the rating is is important, but the review is even more important. It, it bumps us up. It gets us seen. So if you if you got a second, uh, however you listen to us, if you have the ability to rate and review, please do that. And then also tell your friends because that also helps us out. Um, all right, uh, for me. Uh, documentary reviews on SEPDOC uh, every, every two weeks. Uh, every week I got Nerd Rage, The Great Debates. is a comedy debate show. And then every two weeks I've got Talkies, which is a live comedy show. It's on Twitch. Uh, check it out, Talkies Show. Uh, all right. That's it for me, Randy. All right, man. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.